I'm Kat. And I'm Gabe. And we're the, the Ghouls Next, Next Door. Door. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> yes. And we are in our representation series. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saying words about representation. If you missed our last one, it was great. It was about sex workers and horror films. Yeah. So all throughout uh, this series, we are inviting people because we are not the authority on these subjects. And we want people to be able to tell us what's going on as well. We want representation on the podcast, just like we want representation in horror films. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And so today we are talking. So previously, um, we have talked about um, black representation in horror briefly, just about like some of the stereotypes and some of those things. Um, but today we're going to get a little more specific, just like before we had talked about women and horror, and then we got more specific about a certain, like, job yeah. <laughs> that is usually uh, usually portrayed by women in film. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to talk about black women in horror, and today we are joined by Ariel Taylor. Hi. Hey. Bow, 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 bow. That should be. Oh, yeah. There you hey. go. <laughs> Hi. Uh, thank you for coming on our podcast, first and foremost. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for living in our house with us. Also, You're welcome. Yeah, Erin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, our uh, listeners? Yeah, um, I am a black woman. Woo! We did it. We nice. did it right then. <laughs> Check one for the ghouls. It makes sense to say that since we are a podcast and you cannot visually see us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm a queer black woman. Um, I'm a media maker. Yes. I work at Philly Cam. Yeah. Uh, I teach kids how to make television shows, and um, I don't know what else I do. I like to make like experimental media type things, and um, yeah, I like to watch a lot of documentaries, and um, I like to think critically about media. So I'm glad to be on the show. Yeah. You guys do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know that um, one of your favorite things to do is talk about like media literacy and like actually like understanding what it is that we're ingesting, like with your students mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just like the importance of like not just being, you know, passive mm-hmm. about the media that's around us. Right. So like yeah. what are some of the things that you instruct people to be like so they're not a passive viewer? Yeah, I think it. the main thing is to question everything. Um, so every single thing that you're watching and all the things that are happening while you're watching it is constantly just thinking about, like, you know, from the music to why they cast, decided to cast a particular person, um, why they chose to um, release it at a, a particular time, um, thinking about uh, who is helping to produce it. Why are mm-hmm. those the produ- you know why why are those producers um, potentially working on this film? Like, what's their aim, um, or who are they connected to? Um, yeah, just everything inside of the the frame, and even you know the behind the scene things of just trying to um, really be thoughtful and intentional about asking why (laughs) yeah yeah and it's not so much just about representation of what we're seeing on screen it's also how people are being represented Mm -hmm. how what do they look like on screen and then it's also like who is who wrote that character Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. decided that like who's telling that character what to do and and who's like hitting record and who's editing that and producing it it all plays a part (laughs) for sure yeah yeah so you are not a fan of horror generally 
No, um, I think it could be potentially because I ne- I have never really seen a lot of uh, POC people in horror or those aren't typically those movies aren't the ones that um, we die. We die. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. very soon in. I think, you know, a big thing about media and why I love it so much is that like you make a connection, right? You can make, you easily make a connection to someone and suddenly it's like, yeah, I watch the show every week because I see someone that looks like me or, you know, that that person um, like came from a single parent household and I'm from a single parent household, even if you can't, you know, relate in some type of way, there's usually something there that mm-hmm. um, connects you. And so with horror, it's like, life is already scary yeah uh, for me (laughs) most days um and uh yeah yeah again I I just have never felt a strong connection to um any horror characters they're usually like well for me I mean you guys I know you guys are like the experts but when I think about it I think of like just white scary men yeah um Mm -hmm. and so yeah. Yeah, it's not very, nope. it's not a positive experience to, <laughs> nah. to live in horror and then to use it as like a, an outlet. It's no, like, this isn't it's, funny. No, this it's is not, not a release. No, this is like real. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. upset. <laughs> I'm stressed. I'm already scared of them most days, every day, so. <laughs> exactly. Understandably so. <laughs> yeah, and we are... Um, in this episode going to talk about some of the stereotypes that we see, some of the tropes. Um, if, you know, there is a, a future for horror where that doesn't exist or like those uh, tropes are circumvented in some way or mm-hmm. redefined. Um, and, and with, you know, directors like Jordan Peele, we can now see more like black protagonists, right? So he's like kind of like... Unfortunately, it took him making it cool right. to feature black voices on productions. Um, but it's also like, you know, we can be a little thankful for it because it's a, it hopefully is opening some doors right. for future productions to be such. Um, but there are still some problems. So we're going to uh, dive into those. And we're also going to cover the film Ma because it's really relevant. <laughs> it's really important to talk about because it's directly related to some of the things we're going to talk about. So stay tuned. Um, why don't we talk about some of the horror tropes or just tropes in film? So are there any that like immediately come to mind when you think of like, what is a usual role that a black woman will play? Well, I think it changes like depending on like the, uh, the audience. Cause like for some reason, just like black cinema kind of just like sticks into my head right now. Mm-hmm. We're talking about this. So I feel like if we're thinking about like a, a, uh, a movie geared to a black audience um it's like you know a lot of times I feel like it's like this kind of like Queen Latifah type mm. thing where she's like she's a tough black woman but she knows that she needs a black man to like soften her up mm-hmm. and like show her that she really deserves the world when like she was already kind of like doing her thing by herself but obviously if you need if you get a man then it'll make everything better and yeah um, people will think you're angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, 
what are some other tropes you were saying? Yeah. Um, hmm. um, there's so many. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the independent, I feel like the, um, just like the over-sec- over-sexualized, um, you know, like, uh, beauty figure but also um you know has like again I feel like I keep going for this like anger thing too of like yeah. she's like really beautiful but she has like an attitude or uh in some type of way yeah they're kind of so, <laughs> like sassy right yeah it's, always it's like, like sassy, sa- over sexualized angry but independent um yeah, working, you know, poten- like potentially like working multiple jobs and um, just trying to do it all by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would say so like just in some of the tropes that we see bleed through from like just the normal genres into horror, we can see things like uh, the sassy black best friend. Yes, right? yes, that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's like, whose sole <laughs> purpose is to uh, like take care of the white protagonist. Mm-hmm. Like, always asking okay? if they're okay. Yeah. 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 Are you okay? Are you or- good? <laughs> Or is also like the like um, like the voice, like the one that is like championing for them, and like when when their world just like completely falls apart, that's the person that they like go to is like yeah, yeah to coddle them and tell them that like life is gonna be better. Yeah, or to tell them like like it is like oh no, girlfriend. Oh like yes, that, that generic phrasing yeah. of like don't do that. Uh, like what you and then it's of course like if they're in jeopardy, it's because they didn't listen to the voice right, of reason, right. which happens to be the black character as well. Yeah. And I also feel like it makes the like uh, and a lot of the storylines where they have like a black best friend, it makes them seem a little bit more cool and approachable or like uh, you know like hip in some kind of way where it's like oh they're down to earth. They have a black they have a black best friend yeah. who usually has like a curly fro. Yeah. Typically. Yeah, it's like we like we can <laughs> like this protagonist because yeah. they're not like other oh, racist yeah. white people, right? right? They're different because they're accepting of like and that's not even something to be accepting of. Like yeah. it's not like I'm friends with a nerdy girl who yeah. which would be like like suicide for your <laughs> your popularity, mm-hmm. right? But it's like literally the statement is that being friends with this black woman means that you're edgy. Yeah. <laughs> problem yeah like even thinking um so i feel like it's going to come up quite a bit but the uh shutter documentary horror noir Mm -hmm. um we have uh rachel true who's in there and she um played in the craft Mm -hmm. and so she said like talks about a lot of her playing that like the the sassy black friend or just the black friend who's there just to take care of her right and even talked about like how her character in the craft um was so different from the other ones because everyone's problem was kind of like an internal battle right whereas hers was more of just literally just racism yeah yeah absolutely i think um yeah, the craft. That's another one where I I always kind of felt some type of way about her role because um, I think I ask this question to people all the time too to like white folks and it's just like um, like what is your connection to your hair? Because I mm. think like also Rachel True is multi multiracial, mm-hmm. and so I think it there there's so many different levels there of yeah. like she she's 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 white to some degree right yeah. but then she also is like obviously the only person of color in her little like clique and i don't i don't remember seeing that many 
black people in the craft. I don't think now so. That I think I'm she's like of, maybe the only one. Yeah, which is why they're so racist. Did they even show her parents? I don't think so. Yeah. Because it wasn't about her. It was literally yeah. just that this white girl calls her a made-up slur. Yeah. Um, and is like making fun of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was a question. Now I'm just like trying to <laughs> no, reply no, to it's okay. <laughs> no, it's it's also just start you know having a dialogue about like the existence of these characters, right? And right. how throughout like the history and what that documentary is very helpful with is to show kind of like the growth and and change um, from some of the classic stereotypes mm-hmm. of the woman. But even um, we see some of them in Jordan Peele's Get Out as right. well. So like if you think about um, like the maid. Right. Having like a maiden mm-hmm. woman who is black. Right. We have that in Get Out where the maid is black. Right. Right. Um, but it's 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 interesting because it's I guess it's a spoiler for anyone who hasn't watched Get If you haven't watched Get Out, Come what on. are you doing? It's, it's, been, it's been a while now. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, <laughs> also, go see it. So yeah, definitely go see spoilers, it. Spoilers. Yes. Go see get, it. Yeah. But no. Get yeah. It pause this entire episode because there's going to be a lot of spoilers from that film. But um, that she's a grandmother. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's also like a weird like we're doing that. But even her role as um, the the black maid. Right. She is still there as like a warning to right. him. Like she's like, no, 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 no. She yeah. does that whole thing. Yeah. Right. And it's just like we see um, a v- almost the same exact like scenario except it's not it's no longer your like your best friend who's doing it but it's this woman who's supposed to like be a mother figure Mm -hmm. but like is like still indebted to this family yeah i never i i think the thing too is like i never can really understand that um the way that the media portrays black women because it's it doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense to me it's like the this the same thing like actually like really happens in real life where Mm -hmm. it's like you see black women as like a caretaker and like, you know, um, just like so connected to like the world and feelings and just being like really empathetic. And I feel like a lot of times um, people have like, I mean, I would hope that like a lot of people have like a strong black woman like in their corner, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But at the same time, I feel like there's also just like this like immense amount of hatred that is like directed to someone. And it's just these two really big um, things that are just clashing. Right. Where it's like you hate this person, but you like love and like care about this person at Mm -hmm. the same time, which is like as a black woman, it makes you feel like really kind of like frozen. And I feel like I get that a lot. I I feel like I I get that a lot like with this, like with Get Out, because it's like. She, you feel conflicted, you yeah. know, because she's like creepy and crazy, but at the same time, or scary, but at the same time, it's like you feel really bad for her, and it's like she's she's trapped, right? Yeah. And I feel like that is also like a thing that plays out for Black women of like just like kind of being trapped in this in this way of like. You know, I want to be this one thing. I am this one thing. But like everyone, I guess everyone is trapped. But I feel like it's just it's a it's a whole other level to yeah. it um, for for black women. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like 
the one of the big problems is that the sole existence of them, like their entire motive, mm-hmm. is wrapped around like taking care of this mm-hmm. like white protagonist, mm-hmm. no, in whatever role it is, right? right. Or affecting this protagonist. Like they don't have their own mm-hmm. goals in like life. Like they don't right. have their own passions. Right. They're not. They're literally just here to, to serve. Do yeah, yeah. to serve. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. Serve. and still yeah, they don't give them character development that right. they need to and is right. necessary to. Right. Yeah. yeah. Create more than that. <laughs> yeah. Totally. To be, you know, their own character right. even. Like to for us to feel like, oh, I understand why they're making taking these actions. Yeah. It seems like it's all for themselves, right? Yeah. And none of that happens. But so we have like all right, so we have like the the black best friend, we have like the the um, mammy figure or the woman who's like taking care of them in a maternal way and then like you said there's the over sexualized version mm-hmm. right so there's this idea of like the jezebel right mm-hmm. so um that th- and this also happens with um asian women as well is that they're exoticized i mm-hmm. guess is that a word yeah, I think <laughs> so, yeah. they're made yeah. exotic yeah. <laughs> right it's like this other being and it's like and that stems directly to like racism yeah. and, slavery. and Latinx. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's yeah. just like, oh, look at this. They're exotic and different mm-hmm. and fetishizing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it, it becomes like their sexuality is a weapon mm-hmm. directly, right? It's right. it's a threat right. to the chaste male who's like just trying to do good. Right. And like, how is he supposed to survive? Like, how is he supposed to fight against this woman? Like, right. this is a black woman. She's powerful. Of course, she's going to get what she wants, yeah. kind of narrative. Narrative. Yeah. And it's like you can't just like you're either desexualized completely, like you mm-hmm. are not at all in any way ever like acknowledge that you would probably have sex, right? Because mm-hmm. you're the mammy, you're just a mom. No one right. you don't have sex. Or you're the best friend, no one cares. Right. You're not having sex. Or if you are having sex, it's like it's stigmatized. It's like mm-hmm. you're it's a negative force, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's that also this thing of like it being forbidden, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's also a, a thing um, that like kind of drives this like fetishizing and um, eroticism that's like directed towards like POC uh, women in films too, where it's like you don't. You know, you don't, you don't really, you only get to see like one side of her, you know, yeah. and she, she's like, you know, unattainable or um, there's this like mystery and, and intrigue um, mm-hmm. behind, behind it, uh, which is gross. Yeah, absolutely. Gross. <laughs> like they just can't have their own like motives. And, yeah. uh, but that's also a thing that just plays out with women mm-hmm. in film, absolutely. right? It's like, God forbid a woman has a sex drive right. and wants like right. <laughs> to absolutely. have pleasure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I would say one of the, the, uh, Examples of like the Jezebel is um, Abby, mm. is, which is a horror film from 1974, where there's a woman who's possessed by an African sex spirit. Mm. Right. So she's like this, like th- the beginning, she just seems like this, like cute, like beautiful woman who's like playful, but obviously in tune with her sexuality. And mm-hmm. it's ex- like she's just a, a woman. She's mm. just a person. And then she gets possessed and then she becomes like almost like the exorcist type level of like oh, insane. Gosh. But in regards to like <clears throat> sex and it's right. just like, oh, she's coming from my my, <laughs> my penis. I don't even know. <laughs> so whatever it is. Um, and then there's uh, another one that I just wanted to t- touch on before we kind of go into some of the problems with just like representation in film um, is uh, the magical Negro trope, mm. which is where we have um, a black character who, like you said, is there to serve like wisdom, right? They're, they have like this weird um, like 
tap into the supernatural mm-hmm. or like they just know things that other people wouldn't right. know. Mm-hmm. Um, an example is um, Scatman uh, from uh, The Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talked about it in Horror Noir that uh, his character dies in the Shining film, but in the book, he did not die. Mm. And it doesn't make any sense that he does, mm-hmm. <laughs> really. Yeah, they just sh- did it to show, well, as, as they said in Horror Noir, is like, they did it to show that the guy was truly dangerous yeah. because then the black character died. Right. Yeah. And that's the only way... Yeah. Apparently, to show, to show that, that someone is dangerous. Yeah, if they killed the black guy, then yeah. we're all like, yeah. now it's dangerous, yeah. right? But even I think it directly <clears throat> related to, um, uh, like a black woman serving the magical Negro trope is um, the woman I can't remember her name right now in um, oh Patricia Belcher from Jeepers Creepers. Mm. So she in Jeepers Creepers is like the psychic, mm-hmm. and she calls. Justin Long yeah. and his sister, and is like, he's coming for you, boy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it's honestly the worst. Yeah, <laughs> but I haven't it was seen like, it in a while, but I remember, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, like, I can see it. It's yeah, coming for you. Yeah. And that's literally her whole thing is just to be the phone call to them to tell them that he's coming. Mm-hmm. She And then she dies. Like, it's, there's, or she didn't die, I don't think, till yeah. maybe the end. But she, yeah, her, that was literally, she was just there. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it's a continuation to, like, again, you know, Obviously, like art represents life all the time, and so it's it's this thing of being disposable, right? Like black folks, especially black women, are disposable uh, in life and in 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 our in our world. And I think, yeah, it's it's a clear representation of that. It's like you served your purpose, we've used you for this, and now there's no need, you know. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's it's an interesting thing to to think about, like how we dispose of the women characters versus the mm-hmm. man char- men characters like Kat was saying before is like if we have this like the the big aggressive man mm-hmm. who happens to be black right if he gets taken down by the villain then we know that villain is bad mm-hmm. but when we take down like the black woman it's kind of just like this like um, like it brings us all down to a level of mm-hmm. like oh we lost this person mm-hmm. and we should have cared about this mm-hmm. person and like mm-hmm. that it's a more of an emotional thing of mm-hmm. just but even still like not yeah. it's just like because well, yeah, they don't get because well, it's who's making the films mm-hmm. they're not giving us enough character development mm-hmm. to care deeply about mm-hmm. anyone mm-hmm. other than the main white right. protagonist yeah. yeah so and why should you I mean that's the that's the whole point right is that they yeah. want to continue to perpetuate this like white protagonist is is white is right right like yeah. you know like you should be on you should be on this person's side or on this person's team and um they have feelings yeah. Their feelings matter. <laughs> yeah, God really had feelings and then I didn't care. But there's, and there's a lot of, um, like, uh, issues throughout the film industry. So it's mm-hmm. not even just about, like, the stereotypes that right. we're seeing yeah. and we're trying to do. But there's also, like, common themes or when we are getting representation, it's just, like, not quite hitting the mark. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's usually, I mean, I would argue centered around, like, this white guilt but from the past mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. never from a current lens right. it's always like what's it called uh basically uh white o- audiences being like black stories are only relevant unless there's historical meaning meaning they're from the past mm-hmm. so you see this with the really oscar winning films about slavery jim crow and civil rights movement mm-hmm. that are all focusing on like the issues uh, that we're saying don't exist anymore right. so that we don't have to talk about it right. in, like, real life here. <laughs> yeah. um, even though there's lots of things 
wrong with the world that are currently happening and then people are just trying to act like they don't exist yeah. when they definitely do and need to be dealt with actively. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it's that whole idea I think they bring up in Horror Noir where they're like, well, President Obama existed, so racism must be gone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we don't no. have to try anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. They just now want to tell everybody. I think I too know. it's like it's like still thinking about how racism is still like permeating in mm-hmm. those like movie houses and in those like production companies where it's like if there's still white men leading the charge of a black story or yeah. leading the charge of like a, a historically like racist, sexist, you know, film house. Yeah. Like how, why, why should we be led to believe that the stories that they're coming out of the, you know, are going to yeah. be like really true and authentic and like really want to like shine a light or help people. Yeah. Like it just doesn't make, it doesn't connect, you know, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. And you see that kind of in horror noir where they're saying like, there's like these white people telling black stories and you can immediately see as the film's happening, like, oh, a white person must mm-hmm. have wrote this mm-hmm. because yeah. that's not what would have happened. Right. Or right. like, for example, Candyman. Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely the scenes where why would he attack the people, the black community, the black community mm-hmm. when the people who did the awful things to him were the neighborhood yeah. next yeah. door of the rich white people. Yeah. And Clearly, a white person produced this because mm-hmm. otherwise, that wouldn't have been the audience. Yeah, that and written it, and yeah. were the crew. Yeah, yeah. And it, it makes you. I mean, I think like Candyman is a great example of like I remember watching that as a kid in the living room with all my like with my family and my cousins and like being like really scared. But like I almost like have a hard time like even under like remembering that Candyman was like black. Honestly, yeah. like I didn't feel any kind of like connection to him and that. Kind kind of way um and i think that that's so so different than like um you know like watching jordan pills uh, films and like instantly being like okay like even some of the joke you know like the jokes mm-hmm. and just like the whole situation is like you you really feel like okay this movie is like for Black. us yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like this is this is this is my jam it's but from that yeah it's just like voice. so Candyman is just like whoa I just completely forgot about Candyman I don't even <laughs> yeah I guess he's black I don't know yeah yeah I mean <laughs> and, it, and it's crazy because like that's like the the whole tipping off point for Candyman itself is that he was in an interracial relationship. Yeah. And that's great because like no one no one thinks about that. I don't think about that. I think about bees. Yeah. That's what I think about. <laughs> I think about yeah. bees. And, yeah. then, it's and like, then the scary like words and stuff. Yeah. Like it's just literally just a culmination of every urban legend I've yeah. ever known which is scary. And then it's like on the backdrop it's like oh also yeah. Did you think about, like, yeah. racism? And I'm yeah. like, I haven't in a minute, but thanks. Yeah. I and why, too, I feel like that makes it easier for white audiences, too, is they always throw in the interracial, you know, dating. It's like it always, it makes it, makes it a little bit softer for mm. them to be able to kind of, like, take things in. So, and, yeah. it, it, and if you think about it, like, of a white director trying to, like, ease the white guilt by making a film about these issues mm-hmm. and making... One good white person, yeah. or one white person save the day. Yeah. So you yeah. have, or like the savior white person, yeah. uh-huh. which is something that just is so upsetting of like the nonprofit world mm-hmm. and like AmeriCorps. Mm-hmm. Like from my own experience, like they made us go to a workshop that was like, "Hey, when you go somewhere and you're offering help in quotes, yeah. you should ask 
what is needed right. and not assume <clears throat> you know what the right thing to do yeah. is. So you see like the white savior in the blind side. Yeah. Or, um, oh yeah. Yeah. I uh, hate the blind side. I never even watched yeah. it because I saw uh, the commercial and I was like, gross. no, yeah, that gross. looks gross and yeah. I don't want to experience it because oh, it's just yeah. like, who are you to think you're going to help this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Why like, is this your job for one? Two, nothing. you just yeah. kidnapped a person. Yeah. Three, like what? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. I, it. Like, I just, I literally never saw the movie because yeah. I was like, ew. Yeah. Why do people love this? No. And no. yeah, I think it just goes back to like wanting to have control over how much of everything is being told. And mm-hmm. that's why people always thought like they're scared of the idea mm-hmm. of someone like Jordan Peele. Yeah. yeah. Because he's going to tell the real story for right. one. But then also... People are going to like it, mm. and then that's going to shift the culture. Yeah. And the, all the people up in Hollywood are scared of the reality that that can happen and is happening and will right. happen, and it's positive and people are on board. Yeah, and I think it challenges people to ask more questions, right? Like, why hasn't why has it taken so long for Jordan Peele to, like, exist in the world and for films like that to, to come out? Yeah. And I think, too, like, going back to, like, the blind side or going back to this like white savior thing, I think it also is really, um, it's really offensive to, um, to, to have this like constant, like a uh, white savior thing, like perpetuating in media. And then obviously it plays out in life of just like, we can't, you know, like black folks, they need help, you know, mm-hmm. like they, they have no idea what they're doing in the world. It's the same thing as like when, you know, like, um, you know, places get col- have gotten colonized, right? Yeah. It's like because they think that like we just don't have we have no idea. Yeah. We didn't have anything before, you know, yeah. the white the white we person and white man came and like now it's now they're trying helping to subconsciously us. justify slavery. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, it's of the guilt. It's yeah. just like slavery was okay because you can't take care of yourself. Right. It's like no 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 no. Absolutely yeah. not. No matter yeah. how far away that was, it's yeah. not yeah, it's and still it's, real, and it's so it's just based in like pure ignorance, you know, and it's per, it perpetuates and permeates. Uh, mm-hmm. It's gross. Yeah, because it's also it gives them like a like and get off card essentially because mm-hmm. it's just like oh like we're not that bad because mm-hmm. we have the one hero and mm-hmm. it oh I know racism's bad but this isn't racist right, like kind right. of thing and just like when you're it just masks racism mm-hmm. like it's just a, taking another form mm-hmm. that's more acceptable in the mm-hmm. populace mm-hmm. yeah but I think it's interesting that um like Jordan Peele kind of used that <laughs> in Get mm-hmm. Out he right. used our, our assumption that there's going to be a good white person right yeah, I thought it was good that there wasn't. And I think everyone yeah. else agrees, except for some white people. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think it was like, that was such a... So, again, spoilers. You really just need to yeah. skip this episode if you haven't watched it. But And also, what are you doing listening to our podcast if you've not watched it? Um, <laughs> but there, the the whole twist where it turns out she was a part of it, right? Like, the like the girlfriend. Yeah. When that happened, like, of course, like, you knew. But there's a part of you that was wrestling. Like, of course, there's, like, she stuck up for him before. Yeah. She seems to care about him. She I saw d- the pictures. I was like, no, she's bad. But, yeah, but yeah. even still, it was just like, maybe just like, oh, what's yeah. happening? And then, like, the, like, 
you know, I can't let you do that. And it was yeah. the keys. Good it yeah. was so good because it was really like everyone was holding on to like, of course, like in film, there is the white savior. So that's what she is. Right. And then when it wasn't that way, it was just like completely derailing yeah. for an audience. Yeah. I mean, I never I've, I was just on the fence the whole I mean, I don't even know if I was on the fence. I just never believed that she was like good, I just, <laughs> yeah. which is like also for me is like. Uh, you know, also being like POC is like, oh, like that makes you challenge yourself also, too, because it's like you can't. I think that's another thing that, you know, uh, just because of trauma. Right. And because of our experiences of, of being like a POC person, you just naturally just have this guard up and just think that like white folks are never really on your side. And even yeah. if you like think that they are, they might, you know, there's some microaggression or something comes out and it's like, wait, you don't you actually wait. No, the moment will one day come. Yeah. 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 And it's like it's it's like it's it's like emotionally like draining. Right. It's mm-hmm. like you're like ready for the rug to be like pulled out underneath of you like at any moment yeah so I never I didn't ever think that she was good I was just like all right this I get it but I was still shocked I was still shocked though but they did a good job like making it like the anticipation there but she's like fumbling in her purse like pretending she's looking for the keys she was a good actress in that moment too which is the mo- most I could ever say about Marnie from Girls. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I already know she bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like rarely very much diversity in the interracial couple. Mm-hmm. So it's usually a black person and a white person mm-hmm. or that's mostly it. I yeah. mean, that's most of the yeah. tropes that you see essentially is that like, that's the acceptable interracial yeah. relationship yeah. in film for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, so you think Save the Last Dance, Guess Who, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just commentary as part of the film. As you yeah. said, kind of makes it like a softer. Yeah, yeah. I think like, um, yeah, I think I, I don't, I've always been trying to like figure that out as to why that's like the go-to. Because even, I mean, I think interracial, right, is like even if there was like a Latinx and an African-American, you know, Mm -hmm. person, like they're both people of color, but they have different experiences. Yeah. You know, like there's so many different, um, you know, when you when you say Asian and Asian, you know, Asian folks are so vast. There's so many um, different. Different Yeah. Inside of that, that like you, why don't we ever like see that? Like they do. We just they just they're the largest population. (laughs) You know, like what is with Korean? Indian with Chinese yeah. yeah and even like even when it comes to like gender like okay so we we typically see like a white a white woman and a black man but even I get even excited and like I'm like okay at least they're trying to mix it up a little bit when it's like a black woman and a yeah. white man you know mm-hmm. like what is that about like why um why don't we see more couples like that uh, as well on television and media I don't know I think it stems again back to like you know, um, biases and stereotypes that we have against black women. And I think the the existence of those couples are always like a part of the plot. Mm-hmm. They're like a driving factor. It's not just like, oh, we can just accept that there's an interracial couple and there's no talk about it. Like, it has it's to just be cool. It's just mm-hmm. normal, right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's like, oh, this is a problem. There's mm-hmm. contention, like mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like that's the, the plot yeah. is their relationship as opposed to just like featuring People of color. Oh. I thought it was interesting, and this will maybe be the only good thing I'll ever say about Midsummer, is <laughs> and just and just being frankly honest here, uh, is that there is an interracial couple in it, and they are both people of color. Yeah, and, and I was like, but and like different people mm, of color. They <laughs> like, both spoilers 
die really they early both die into the first the they're the first people Damn who die it. they are the first people who die um and besides like the old white people again spoilers uh just don't watch it don't watch that one watch get out do not I watch mean, it I, I met someone who liked it and it was i was just like i don't know what to like i don't know how to I don't, continue to be your I don't friends know what to anymore do with this i'm wondering now if it's just like a sick joke of like like poc di- people dying first yeah. like you know like is it just or is it just tradition is it like you know how you have like a three-story like um like set like is that yeah. just like part of the structure and writing that <laughs> yeah, that is like this has to die. happen or else this does not qualify as a horror film you know yeah. like is that <laughs> like part like of it? it's diverged from dying <laughs> first so they just have to die at some yeah, point because okay. like, right. then you give that whole like hope okay. and then you take it away yeah, yeah. well <laughs> I, I think it's that they are um, just um, cannon fodder right so that they don't matter mm-hmm. so <laughs> They don't matter. And so they could just be thrown out. And because we just need numbers, right? right? When we're in a slasher film, we need numbers. Yeah. And they happen to be the bodies that can create those numbers. Or they do that role of, like, if we take down the bad black man, mm-hmm. then look how bad this white right. serial killer is. So strong. Yeah. But but that's not always the case. We do have black characters who live till the end. Yeah. So it has happened. Um, and it honestly, like yeah. Like the thing. Yes, like the thing. Um, who who is it in a uh, 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 the shark one? Who is, who is that? The one shark with, movies. Deep, deep blue sea. Is that that? Uh, is that deep blue know. sea? Oh man, someone is yelling at me. I from, stay away <laughs> from, from ocean movies unless I watched it with you and I don't remember. I want to say it's LL Cool J. Oh, LL Cool J doesn't well, he, die. He tends to live, right? He does. That's yeah. Like a rule. yeah, but he's LL Cool J. Yeah, like how are you going to kill him? Yeah. He has like. Really crazy muscles and stuff. Like, what makes sense? How would he die? <laughs> How would he die? <laughs> well, because what? Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, deep. Yeah, deep blue sea. Yeah, he definitely. Look he's the you. chef. He lives at the end. Ella Cool J. Phil. Yeah, so we watched Ma uh, from this year, 2019, our year. It was, like, sad that it was from 2019. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would have been, like, I would have expected this 10 years ago, maybe. Right. On Lifetime. Yeah, yes. yeah, like, not on, like, big picture. Right. You yeah. go pay money, a ticket. We didn't, yeah. but, you know, other people yeah. bought a 12 to $13 <laughs> movie ticket right. and went to a place to see it. I understand now yeah. why it was and only popcorn. In, yeah, why it was only in theaters for, like, two weeks. I get it now. Because at first I was kind of bitter. I was like, mm. how the... What? Yeah. But it was, like, it was in and out. And yeah. I remember it just, like, happened and then it was gone. Well, because you learn later why. I guess, because, like, <laughs> was the, you showed, you gave me this really great Twitter post. Well, first, let's tell or them you what say it's words. about. You tell them what's about. No, you tell them what's about. I tell them what's about? Yeah. Or Ariel tells them what's about. Oh, um, ooh, that, uh, mm, uh <laughs> you guys can tell them, and then I can just add in. Just read the synopsis. <sighs> okay. Um, Do your radio voice. No, I can't. All right. I lo- oh, thank you. You know I'm getting old, so you're blowing it up. I'm only 32. Uh, all right. Um, a lonely woman befriends a group of teenagers and decides to let them party at her house. Just when the kids think their luck couldn't get any better, things start happening that make, the que- that make them question the intention of their hosts. 
Do I need to read who it was directed by? Uh, yeah, it's Tate Taylor, uh, screenwriter Scott Landis. And Tate Taylor is the writer and director of The Help, which is an important part of this entire film. Uh, yeah. Well, because <laughs> as I read the articles uh, from Mammy to Ma. Yeah. So mm, yeah. you have the Mammy character from The Help, and then you have Ma. Who is trying to also do that. Yeah. And so it stars um, Octavia Spencer, who is also in The Help. And she's literally playing a very similar role, but they try to turn it and make her the villain. Because in The Help, she's like, you know, she's this... She she's the help, and in this she's the help again. Yeah, and I don't I don't understand. You said that you think that she wanted to be in this role, right? Yeah, which is like that's another thing that always happening to like black women in films is they get like hypecast. I mean, Mm -hmm. it happens to everyone, but it's like if you watch Angela Bassett movie, yeah, you know she's going to be like one of three things. You know what I mean? Like she gets. I mean, Angela Bassett, I guess, is like maybe not the best example. Like, uh, what's another? What's the girl that's like? Married to the basketball player, Gabrielle Union. Yeah, she's always oh, the same. Yeah, she's, she's always, always the, the same. same, right? Oh yeah, she does play. Um, Gabrielle too. Union and Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington. Yeah, Carrie Washington. They're always the same. Carrie Washington or Gabrielle Union is usually like this, like super like stuck up black black chick who like maybe owns a business or is like running her own thing and then like there might be some kind of like love interest in there but like why yeah. would Octavia like why would she want to continue to perpetuate that yeah like I thought cra- I and I it so it was originally the role was of Sue Ann which is not a name I would have ever thought Octavia Spencer would dub uh was originally written for a white actress and uh he modified the script tate taylor to suit an african-american woman after he showed it to octavia spencer and she showed interest so and i i don't know what they were trying to do uh and whatever it was they did a bad job of whatever there wasn't a lot of like cultural like references i feel like that would make me feel like she was actually a black woman yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I could tell that it was like, something it, wasn't right. It was like a white guy trying to make it. About, yeah. Like, there was, like, subtle things that just seemed like they were cringy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like, even just, like, uh, spoilers, don't watch this movie. It's fine. We watched it for you. <laughs> um, is when, like, she says, like, there's only room for one of us and then paints the black boy. Yeah. Like, no, who's saying that? No. Who's doing that? If anything, so she would have let him go. She would have left all the little white kids. She would have yeah, something to them, but she would have let the little black boy go. Yeah. You know? There's yeah. a lot of threads that were missed and not really talked about, like her clear Munchausen by proxy. Mm. Um, there's just a lot that it was, it, honestly, it was a bad movie. And if you weren't, even if you didn't put race into it, and it had just featured the white lady, right? It still yeah. would have been a bad movie. Like, yeah, it's no, not totally. good. Very predictable. Yeah. It just it's was like, made worse. I've, I feel like I've seen it before in it's some other... Because it's seven com- other movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it wasn't very original. It was cringy just the whole way through. The characters weren't especially, like, believable or likable. Mm-hmm. They didn't get, like, much mm-hmm. development. Like, you yeah. were just suddenly in these situations. Yeah. But why did they have, like, they had some pretty decent actors in that. That's yeah. what I don't understand. Like, sure. why were they all What are you doing? Yeah. Why? Like, did they just were like, was this just something that fun, like a fun summer camp, like, kind of movie that they, like, busy. helped out on? Or, I don't it get it. weird. Yeah. I think, so one of the telling things about this film is that there's a tweet by um, M-I-Q-L. 
that's Twitter user. Um, and it says, just a heads up on the hashtag mom movie cast and crew, quick IMDBing and Googling, right? And so it has like these emojis alongside what the roles are. So as lead and it has a black woman supporting cast, it has uh, a uh, bunch of white people, one black boy, then writers, two white guys, director, white guy, cinematographer, white lady, editor, I'm guessing as an Asian woman, mm-hmm. uh, producers, three white men, hair and makeup. There's two black ladies in there and then just a bunch of white people music is white people and it takes place in mississippi they also forgot the daughter but that's yeah they did yeah i also didn't really like um octavia's hair in that movie i'm just throwing that out there oh yeah it was just very wiggy and i just hate seeing black women just wear very wiggy especially if there was some black you know hairdresser was why mm-hmm. and but I, and also it was a point of the the film too like that he complimented her hair yeah. and that she was yeah. always fixing her hair yeah. like it definitely was trying to say something but it was not saying any it was saying bad stuff it was saying everything bad yeah yeah it was just <laughs> yeah it wasn't good yeah it was not a good time and it was it was disappointing but it was it was yeah. recent like you would think that we've learned a little bit yeah or like maybe it's like Maybe they should have tried to say different things after they reworked the original plan of the film. Is this like what is what was the message? Number yeah. one, like <laughs> what what was it that they were trying to tell us? Like if you befriend a black older woman, you might die. Yeah. Um, or like not all black older women are bad. So be like make one make a friend today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They'll let you party in the basement. Um, I know. What were they? What were they trying to tell us? Yeah, and it it was it was just a very strange, like it, nothing interesting happened, nothing surprising happened, nothing meaningful happened. It was all it was weirdly paced. It was like it was just a bad made yeah. film entirely. Yeah. Like there just was nothing, and then it was just like further there weren't crippled. Great shots either. Yeah, it was just further crippled by having a black woman. Because then it it does feel like you're making commentary on specifically black women. Right, and then it also is like it speaks to like I don't I don't know what the longest you know. Uh, like box office winner is of having a leading black woman in, mm-hmm. in a role. But like that also says something too, where it's like, we can't even, you know, we can't carry a film. Yeah. We can't carry an award winning film that everybody, you know, like yeah. wants to come out and see like that. Just that's the reason why I don't, I don't, I'm just sorry. I'm just rambling now, but no, I just am really baffled as to why Octavia even said that she would be in it. Did she not read it? Like, <laughs> she was surprised. It just seems so, like, cheesy. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. beneath her, really. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I mean, it looked, it seemed, like, when I saw the trailers, to me, it seemed like it was trying to do what people kind of saw, like, with Jordan Peele's Get Out when we had the white savior complex and we turned mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Was taking this idea of, like, the mammy complex and twisting it, right? Mm-hmm. Is this idea of, like, we're just going to perceive that she would be nice. Yeah. And that, of course, she's going to take care of these white kids. Yeah. What, what else is she supposed to do? And then making her the villain was supposed to be, like, this, like, twist. But, like, everything was super obvious. Nothing was really, like... Oh, yeah, she's staring off into the distance all creepy, like, at the very beginning oh, of yeah, the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get right into, like, questioning her capabilities yeah. mentally of, like, sanity yeah. and, early on. And, too, like, I mean, just going back to, like, those flashbacks, like, she was, like, again, it seemed like she was the only black person in the school. And it's, like, a group of people that are 
like making fun of her or yeah. like bullying her in some type of way. Like that's just outwardly yeah. racist. Like, okay, may, I guess maybe they were basing it off of her being a nerd, but it could yeah. have totally, for me, when I'm looking at it, it's just like, okay, so y'all, is this school only for white folks? And that's why you're like, you know, <laughs> yeah. messing with her this way. Like, is it because she obviously is like attracted to this like white boy? Like, again, it's just segregation. It's just That's all I'm just like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. It's weird. What was really <clears throat> like enraging is that those when they were those teenagers are the real villains. Like mm-hmm. they actually did do a crime. Right. Like they did hurt her and right. it was messed up. But we never feel like that because mm-hmm. they are made the victims right. because this lady is made crazy. Always. Like she doesn't even get to like right. get to be mad. Like she doesn't even get justification for her actions. It just seems like you know, they just put on, like, oh, she's crazy. And it's like, no, these kids should have gotten in trouble. Right. These kids deserve, like, not the, the kids in the film, but the parents of the kids in the film deserve some kind of, like, you know, like, penalty or something. Like, they should have gotten in trouble. Right. And she has every right to harbor anger against them. Well, and it's it just, like, like, disrespectful that they didn't develop her character more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because, you know, she is a black woman or if it's because of the fact that it's just not written very well. Yeah. Or, well, and I, I kind of honestly question if it's what we have with Contracted, where you're just doing stuff to do just it to and do you're it. not thinking about what it all means given what society is right now. And just, like, all the things that we're going to question because we're looking at this analytically. Maybe they were not trying to say anything very specific and then said a whole bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. that wasn't cool. Right. Which is, like, again, it's, like, I just don't understand. If you're going to write a film, if you're going to put people in roles it's like you really need to be intentional about it you know so it's like obviously just going back to like the whole like media literacy thing but then I think that this film ended up just circling right back to that white savior thing because at the end it's like she's yeah the mom is like apologizing like yeah finally like I was so horrible to you as soon as you saw her and she came and she brought your dog back and you remember that you know you you went to high school together that would have been a good time to be like you know what yeah. that was really wrong what we did to you maybe it would have stopped right there maybe yeah. she maybe the whole story maybe then you wouldn't have the movie I guess but yeah, which is fine yeah honestly yeah but in the end it's <laughs> like shouldn't. again the, the teenager like runs up and she's like you know I'm not I'm not like my mom and you're saving you're saving her own daughter from yeah it's her. just it's yeah. like it's, con- it's it confusing it doesn't mess. Mess. it's so messy yeah and then yeah. her her the the blatant pedophilia oh, was yeah. absolutely disgusting. Yeah, was there was no gross, reason for that yeah. at all. It made no sense. <laughs> yeah. It was so gross. Like, yeah. there's too much. Like, you pick a thing that's wrong with this yeah. woman. Pick one thing and then use that, right? Yeah. If, if, is she a pedophile? Yeah. Is she mentally ill? Yeah. Is she, does she have much housing by prostate? Yeah. And why and has she, she been existing this entire yeah. life? Yeah. Uh, it, it, presumably okay, because she's lasted this long, yeah. and then she gets one trigger, and now all of a sudden she's all of these things like yeah. no pick a also, thing she's been living in this town for a while where all these people have consistently lived yeah. outside of one person yeah, yeah. yes yeah one Good person point, has Kat. moved back yeah. to town who's done nothing suddenly we are enacting revenge yeah. and also the one person who moved back was like the friend sitting at the lunch table yeah. who cl- like at no point in the flashback seemed to have done really anything mm-hmm. other than stand there and not stop it yeah, yeah. which is doing something yeah. but is comparably one of the lesser yeah 
aggressive things. It's also weird that if they were friends to the degree that I'm supposed to be convinced of in high school, then why did she not recognize her sooner? Mm. It was really, really weird mm-hmm. that she saw her in the, the veterinary That's clinic. That's true, yeah. And then, like, it took, like, literally them, like, staring at each other in her house to be like, wait a second. Yeah. Like, if that was supposed to be your best friend, and if it's, that was a traumatizing experience, yeah. you're going to remember that person. Yeah, but yeah. that, for me, it's again, wild. as, like... A black woman that always goes back to, like, if you minute you change your hair up, you know, you yeah. might gain a few pounds. Suddenly you just, you got glasses. You suddenly you just a whole different person, uh-huh. you know. So. And, but there's only one white family in yeah. this whole town. Yeah. Where was her husband? <laughs> also, like, what is any of this? Like, it was so, everything was weird. The plot was real loose. I feel like what plot? They just weren't thinking about the context of what the world is right now, yeah. and that's not acceptable so in the world that we gross. live in right now. Oh. You're gross, Tate Taylor. You get a thumbs down. Two of them. Yeah. All four, for six of film. them. Yeah. Yeah. You get a black fist down. Yeah. like it it's uh not the mama <laughs> it's so funny to me every time <laughs> and if you don't like it it's not today because cool. she said a lot was like attitude every time like yeah. i'm not and then she did it like then she did the thing she was like i'm not that and then she she was that yeah so it's like you're i'm getting whiplash here Pick i will say thing. that i do say not today a lot but um <laughs> it just annoyed me that she was saying it too <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take those words out your mouth. All right. Um, so for the the topic of how um, black women have been represented in horror film, because I feel like we didn't. I don't know if we found a single like we didn't really talk about ones where there's there's good because there's also I have never seen the one that's mentioned in um, uh, in horror noir, but the one with Jada Pinkett. Which one oh, is it? Yes, uh, about. Demon Knight, I think it is. That's the one with the guy from that from the mummy. Yeah. And Demon Knight, she's the she's the last girl or the final girl. So she's the one who survives at the end, Jada mm-hmm. Pinkett. Um, but uh we didn't watch that, so I can't say if, if they mean, did a good job or not. Did you ever see the one that um Angela Bass is in? She's like a vampire. So good. Um, she's like I mean, no, vampire just like obviously in like playing into it, yeah. I don't know if that's. Well, I mean, I guess there's also like Aaliyah, she's Queen of the Damned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we, I mean, there has been times yeah. where <clears throat> we've seen powerful women, but they still fall into a, a specific trope because yeah. Aaliyah is hella sexual. Yeah, I was about to say that, like the Angela Bassett thing, she's so sexy and like regal yeah. and like controlling and powerful and stuff. It's nice. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's also like, that's yeah. another thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's know, also like, yeah. it doesn't seem like she's being manipulated yeah. or like, it's not like part, like a part of her. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's the thing too, is that like, it's it gets kind of sh- like confusing when you see this person, like this actor in this particular way and you see this actor playing a role, right? Of trying mm-hmm. to like separate yourself. Yeah. And like, maybe I just thought that Angela Bassett in that film was like regal and sexy because on the outside, like she's yeah. just regal and sexy <laughs> in my head. So it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But she can be all those things, right? Mm-hmm. So if there were like more roles of like black women in horror, who, like, per- personified all these different parts of, like, a black woman, then maybe, you know, there would be more of a connection. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's, like, also lacking is, like, we don't see real 
black women. We see like black women written by like white men or black mm-hmm. men, you know. Yeah. We also didn't talk <clears throat> about us. Jordan Peele's other mm-hmm. film, oh, yeah. um, which is predom- it's just a, it's a black family, right? right? So we get to see Lupita, and but I didn't see yeah. that yet. Oh, well, also, is very good. Yeah, it That's is. What everyone's saying it's good. Like, don't question it too much because it's not trying to say as much as Get Out did, but it's just a good time. Okay. Yeah, and Lupita does a really great job. And what I think is great about us is that it's the film isn't about racism, right? The film is more about like classism, mm. honestly. But it's it's just that it just happens to feature a black family right and mm-hmm. it's that's not the thing like they're proud and they are very like she uh, where she's not wearing octavia spencer hair in that film yeah, they're she's just very, very true to themselves yeah. but it's Good. just yeah. a film about it you yeah. know the the dad is wearing a duke sweater like mm-hmm. there's just like they are very proud but it's also like not the commentary that's being made so right. with that it's like kind of relieving to just be like oh we get to just enjoy and see like a black family and it's nice yeah <laughs> and i think i mean i make this point all the time too about like obviously bill cosby we know we know right but like i still feel i ask my students all the time like when was the first time that you felt represented in the media mm-hmm. and like that's much like straight go-to is like the cosby's and um oh my god Rudy. Yeah. Like, that's the first time where I was like, oh, my God, like, that's that's my person. Like, I know we're the same. And I think, like, even though I haven't seen the the film, um, Us, I think that is something that I'm always consistently, like, asking for. And I think it's why I get a lot frustrated a lot of times when I'm watching specifically movies that are featuring, like, a full Black cast or a predominantly Black cast, where it's like, why do we have to, why can't we just be how we are? Yeah. Like, why do we have to do all these extra things like what why can't we just like go into the family and just like we're just already in it and we kind of are feeling apart you know feeling apart in some type of way where it doesn't have to be like a huge build-up or we have to give all this like ton of information it's just like they do that with white films all the time they don't give us our their whole like spiel or we don't here yeah we just this is just a thing like because black people just exist and they just have families and you're just gonna see where the story goes yeah and i think that's the difference that we see in ma where they did it wrong because it's not a realistic portrayal Mm -hmm. it's written by a white man Mm -hmm. (laughs) telling this story and just putting a black woman in that role instead of like we're with us it's like true portrayals Mm -hmm. of like just being human yeah (laughs) you know we're here yeah Yeah, it was beautiful all right so how about uh for ma what what is our rating for ma (laughs) Whatever the not bad today. thing was, yeah. well, not today. Not today. today. Not any day. Yeah. No one do it. Don't no. watch it. We watched it for you. Yeah, no it's ma. trash. No, no that is the mama, and I don't like her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's trash, um, just to say the least. I'm, I'm so sorry. mad about it. No, I, I'm just like, I'm sad. Because yeah. <laughs> I was, I just, I know that I shouldn't have been hoping, and that I really should have just known better. Um, and like... Yeah, whenever you bring it up, people are like, oh, yeah, you're going to watch that? You're going to see that? <laughs> Even reading that, like, article, like, talking to um, Ashley Blackwell, she was just like, <laughs> not that film. And I was just like, dude, dude, just going to go in and give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, Never bad. again. I feel bad for Octavia. I just, I feel really bad for her. And I know I'm still just puzzled as to why she thought that was going to be a good move for her. And, um... Yeah. yeah, we don't need any more films of you doing being that. Yeah, being subservient to white people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or black men. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> no, we don't none of that. It. Yeah. We're, like, who's her publicist or her agent? Yeah. Let's call them. Yeah. What are you doing? Not today. Ariel, thank you so much for, for joining us and telling us, um, like, what, how it is. Letting us get an idea from your perspective. It's super helpful. Thanks. And great. I hope our yeah. Yeah. listeners yeah. feel Never <laughs> educated. Never leave <laughs> Yeah, if um, if anyone has any questions about this uh, topic or wants to to pick our brains or Ariel's brains, just go ahead and send us an email at theghoulsnextdoor at gmail.com, and we will be sure to get it to Ariel so she can answer for you. She's got a lot of really good nuggets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you do. <laughs> it is awesome. This is You're really great good. and smart and know that. Yeah, so uh, don't, don't get married. married. They'll, They'll eat, eat your kids. kids. Yeah. Um, or they go over to a lady's house that they shouldn't like. That's just right there. The kids just don't go to strangers' basements. I just feel like that's fair. Except we invited except, you in there <laughs> every time. Except we directly. We're not wished. old people who are giving you beer. 